Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Dakiwood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyanukokraba. Now on today's message. We've come to the most important time of uh, this service, and that is to receive wisdom, direction, and understanding from God. And this morning, I promise you that as we come, and wherever you are connected with us this morning, as you receive the word of God, you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and the word entered into me, and caused me to stand up. This morning, you're going to rise up because of the word. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are blessed this week to have our only and only father, pastor, a son of the prophet, and also the pastor of this council, and also this cathedral. But that's the joy. Let's our bishop, Bishop Reese, minister the word of God. God bless you wherever you are. God bless you. It's impossible when you trust in this that is watching me today a power of God is going to hit you the Lord is going to bless you nothing is impossible with God I tell you where we are the presence of God is so strong and I pray that that same presence will be with you even in your homes close your eyes and let's pray 
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for a beautiful day as this the 19th of July, the third Sunday in this wonderful month that you have blessed us with, giving us the gift of life. We do not take it for granted. I pray for everyone that is watching and those that are listening. I ask, oh God, that you speak to them. Lord, I am a soul. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Let power flow. Let anointing flow. Let healings flow. Let miracles flow. Let the signs and wonders be evidence in their lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That something good will happen today. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, Amen. Please take your seats. God bless you. Today, I am talking about a very important subject. We've been, we've been teaching for the past few weeks, two weeks, on how to pray from this book. Because this month is a month of evangelism. And, uh, God expects all of us to win souls. And I believe that you are winning souls. Just yesterday, there was another video outreach. And I tell you, many lives were changed. People got saved. Why don't you clap for Jesus? Last week, Saturday, there was another video outreach at two different places. And I tell you, many lives are getting saved as we move out there and talk to them about Jesus. And it cannot happen without prayer. Can I have an amen? You see, this morning, what I want to talk about is very important because it is connected to your life. And the title is, What Happens When You Do Not Pray? Because every Tuesday and every Friday from 3.30 in the morning, the pastor of this wonderful ministry, we call him our prophet, always leads us to pray. But fortunately or unfortunately, some of us do not pray. It's almost like it's a decision you have taken that I will not pray. But I want you to know that you are actually doing something very wrong. And I think you are the reason why today I'm preaching this message. So that not to condemn you, but to help you to come up. Because you need to know what happens if you do not pray. And so as I teach you, I would want you to write it not as what happens when you do not pray, but what happens when I do not pray. Are you understanding me? So you are going to write what happens when I do not pray. But the title is What Happens When You Do Not Pray. Very, very important. You know, in Mark chapter 1 verse 35, Jesus Christ, Bible says that a great while before day, He will wake up in the morning. That means that around 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and go to a solitary place to pray. Bible says in the morning, rising up a great while before day, He went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. If Jesus, who is the Son of God, would wake up early and pray, you and me, who are sinners of, of I don't know whatever word to say, what, 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 what do you expect of us? Remember, be. We we really need to repent. Son of God is praying. I think if we have to do it in a mathematical equation, we should say, Son of God is praying. Therefore, you, the abortionist, 
the herbalist, the witch. You must even pray every minute. I see us praying. I say, I see us praying. You see, in Luke chapter 6, verse 12 and 13, very important scripture there. And I'm establishing the fact that you need to pray. And it is not cumbersome to have a pastor lead that only two days in a week to pray. Bible says that, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. So everybody must find a place that you can go out to and pray. Some of you, the reason why you are not praying is because your home is not conducive enough. I can't pray. I understand. I can imagine Jesus had his brothers and sisters because he had brothers and sisters. And they were all younger people. Some of them, you know, as they were, maybe Jesus wants to pray in the room, they will be they will be snoring. I mean, some of them are, are, did not sleep early. They were watching movie on Facebook and all other things that they were doing. Jesus knew that, look, I will be distracted. So he will wake up and then go out there. He said, to the mountain to pray. And this time he had a decision he wanted to take. If you want to take a decision, if you want to move into the next level of your life, it is very important that you pray before. And Bible says that and he continued all night in prayer to God. That means that he prayed for hours. So as our prophet leads us to pray, it is not one hour prayer. It is not two hours prayer. It is not three hours prayer. Sometimes we pray for five hours. Sometimes we pray for eight hours. If I was you, I would look for a seed and put an envelope and send it to prophet and tell prophet, prophet, thank you for leading me how to pray for hours. Why don't you come for Jesus? Look, and he said in the verse 13, he said that, and when it was day, after he had prayed through the night and it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them, He chose twelve. Whom also he named apostles. So Jesus wanted to take a decision. Everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Hey, you want to start a business, you won't pray. You want to start a church, you won't pray. You want to take a decision. Should I marry this person or not marry this person? You won't pray. Some of you are just praying for 30 minutes just to take a major decision of your life. It's not, it's not possible. I mean, I mean, I get surprised that after all is said, we have to pray. Even pastors are not praying. Listen, I want you to take note of this. The pastor of this ministry, today I'm saying it and I want everybody to listen to me. Our prophet has chosen to lead the whole ministry only two days, for only two days. And that is on Tuesdays and on, on Fridays. And he leads us not for short hours, but long hours. I'm saying two things at the same time. So listen to me carefully. And the purpose is that God wants us to be involved with what we call the corporate prayers. The prayer where you have somebody who is leading, like Jesus would sometimes take his disciples and he leads them to pray. 
So the corporate prayers, he leads us with this corporate prayers for only two days. Tuesdays and Fridays. And it's for long hours. It's for a reason. And everybody who is connected to him, if you are in this ministry, the UD, is supposed to be praying. No. And then when he's done on Friday, it is he's finished with us. For me, I even think that maybe the two days are few. But he has only two days. And then he has sent another bishop who is a son who oversees our denomination called the AA denomination, the Anakaza Assembly's denomination. He is our pastor. He is our chairman. The personal bishop in Tafo, who is supposed to at our level because you see, as God leads us, he has given us pastors at different levels who should guide us to where we have to get to. Now listen to me carefully. After the prophet has led the whole ministry, it comes to the next level, which has to do with the denomination and the council assemblies. Then the pastor or the senior pastor of the Hanakazo assembly has to now break something down. There are meetings that he has with the prophet that are not there. That you are not there. And you cannot be there. And he gets the message and then downloads it and then reformats it to make us understand what God wants to do in our denomination. So he has chosen only one day in the week which is Thursday just for only three hours to lead us to pray. From Thursday, we pray, actually not even three hours, two hours. Only two hours. I wish you to go to three. <laughs> Only two hours. From four o'clock to six. To lead us to pray. That one to people who pray. I wish I had some water to pour on all such people who pray. I tell you. And you are the reason why today I want to teach from this book. What happens to you who don't pray when you do not pray? Put your hand on your head and say, we are all repenting. And now say, I am repenting. And say, Lord have mercy on me. May the Lord have mercy on all of us. You know, and so he also leads us through a corporate prayer. So he's sharing the messages, telling us the topics and then we pray along. Only for those two hours. God bless all those who have been praying. And you realize that the topics that are given are usually topics that has to do with your life, has to do with the ministry, how to do with your future. Very important. Now from that level, you also drop to the next level. What I'm explaining is how the world operates. From God to our prophet, to our chairman, to our council bishop, to our pastors, that's how it is. It's just like if you want electricity, you cannot connect your phone to a customer dam. So, the, the power that flows from the customer dam is stepped down through different generators and then it gradually gets to your house and then now you can connect your microphone, connect your phone to your wall and then nothing happens to you. You can just get it. Am I talking to somebody? And so, now you come to the council level, which is where we are now. We are one of the councils under the Anakazo Assemblies. And then you have been sent, you have been given a bishop. In the 
person of me, your pastor, to oversee this whole area. This cathedral that has been broken into. I'm taking my time to explain this because when I start talking, and my prayer is that it will enter into you and you make a decision that look from today I am changing. Now the cathedral has been divided into four major regions. We have the ten great things region, which has about over hundred and something to two hundred people. We have testers and partakers region, almost close to two hundred people. We have bag of seeds, also close to one hundred and fifty people. We have candle in the dark, almost close to fifty people. All these places, they are our people are there. You are looking at me. You don't pray. And then now we have all these branches under us. Connected to the council, Gomanyano, Yesukrom, Tipa, Winga, Kojoku, Senyabreku. Look at the kukuku that I'm even mentioning. Powerful kus. With beautiful and nice God's children who are supposed to listen to your bishop leading you to pray. And I am chosen also one day, which is Saturday, 3 30 a.m. to 6 30 a.m. Only for three hours. But I know that as I'm talking, we are changing. So then, what do I also do? I'm supposed to, the, the meetings that I have, or Bishop Interval will have with us, and share something that is coming from the top with us, I also must break it down to our level. And so I am leading us to pray for things that concern our region, our council. You cannot say that you will not join the prayer. You just can't. It's just only for three hours. I'm preaching. I'm not tracing you. I'm preaching. Three hours. Don't be misbehave. Now pick your phone and tell somebody that listen, the bishop we started preaching. Yeah. I'm sharing very very important revelations with you. And it's only Saturday. So if you listen to me, and that's also a corporate prayer. So I'm leading the whole church. So what am I doing? I do that. For three hours. Bishop Itafu does that for two to three hours. The prophet does that for three hours, five hours, seven hours, depending on what God is needing him to do. Now that means Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday are booked. And you know, even if you don't pray for those days, apart from the prayers that you are led by your bishops to pray, you have done well. Crap for yourself. <laughs> Now the question is that what is what about Sunday? What about Monday? And what about Wednesday? So that is where I'm sharing with you that now Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday is left to you. And, and it's important for you to now say, Look, I'm also going to adopt this thing that Jesus did, that he would sometimes go a great while before the himself alone and pray. So I'm encouraging you that on Sunday, on Monday, on Wednesday, it's a time that God is depending on you. As an individual to learn how to pray by yourself. Depending on your capacity, you can pray for one hour at least. You can go for two hours, three hours. Depending on what you think you, you want God to do with you and for you, you must increase your prayer time. Am I talking to God's people? 
And so today I want us to look at why People don't pray What happens when they do not pray And I'm preaching from this book Point number one Write the points down first When you do not pray Your life is directed By happenstance So write it When I do not pray My life is directed By happenstance Happen, happen, happen H-A-P-P-E-N Stance, S-T-A-N-C-E Happenstance My God Did you get it? It's, it's, it's going to, the points are going to come on the screen. Very important. When I do not pray, my life is directed by happenstance. And then number two, when I do not pray, my life is governed by the major curses in this world. When I do not pray, my life is governed by the major curses in this life or in this world. When I do not pray, my life is governed by the major curses in this world. Hmm. Number three, when I do not pray, my life in this world will be governed purely by the God or controller of this world. When I do not pray, I, I you are already getting frightened, Grace. Isn't also? I mean, the points are so frightening. When I do not pray, my life is governed. And my life in this world is governed purely by the God or controller of this world. Very, 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 very dangerous. Did you get that one? When I do not pray, number four, I do not intervene. When I do not pray, I do not intervene or modify events. That take place in the spirit realm. When I do not pray, I do not intervene or modify events that take place in the spirit realm. Beautiful. And the last point. Charlie? We gotta pray. And, and, and you see, one of the ways to enjoy prayer is when you speak in tongues. And that's what Abla was singing. You know, when we speak in tongues, we get charged like a battery. Yeah. I love praying. There are many times that I'm just quiet and I'm just praying. Kaya no sikitala. It's okay to pray in tongues for just a minute. Blast in tongues wherever you are. Mandoski atondeli mi kabriboshke talare. Baseto shahata kabari antono mosiki dandeli mosia. Rapa shoka kadota zota debre mosike tole mi kiyando. Moshiketele mama mama zoki antole mi kaba. In the studio, lift up your voice at your home. Blasting tongues in the name of Jesus. Matushka hikasata dibrosiye. Poliye konto sike dere mi kumbra toska talama. Masheka daba tosa kiyantole mi kiyanto. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. And then number five. When I do not pray, my life is governed 
by the wickedness of men. When I do not pray, my life is governed by the wickedness of men. You see, I want you to know that I am reading and explaining. You see, for the past few weeks, I, I keep saying that, you see, we have one pastor, and that pastor is our prophet. If we were to be in a very well developed country, all we need to do is we all just take aeroplane and then trains and then we just move straight to one place that we are going to hear our pastor. With some of us being under pastors who when you come will show you where to sit, what to do and all those things, will counsel you and all that. But because of our bad roads, are you understanding me? I am not shy to tell you because that's the truth. Our bad roads, a lot of things that are not work. We don't have trains. Planes. Are you understanding me? It's not easy to come from where you are to where, where we should go. It's, it's not, it's practically, it's not easy. And so, the wisdom of God is okay then. Pastor Doug, why don't you have all your children that are scattered in different places be pastored by some of your children who have become like pastors? And that's why I'm here. And so it's the same message that is being preached everywhere. So it will be it will be unright on your side to think that when the pastor comes, he just reads the book. What what, what were you expecting me to read? Newspapers, or I should come and read lotto lotto papers. I I don't know. And so I have just come. You know, Second Timothy chapter two. I'm saying it because somebody is thinking like that, and that is the devil speaking to you, and you don't have to allow the devil. Second Timothy chapter two, verse two. He said, "And the thing that thou hast heard of me, you see." So Paul was telling Timothy, or Bishop Doug is telling Chris, the thing that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit. Somebody say the same. The same, same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So for some of us who have been in the church for almost 27 years, we've been taught over the years. And today by the grace of God, we are saying, Yadrin dem, hey, dem what dam? Metiasimi wui. Onyamina yamisa, through the teachings of the house. And, and by the grace of God, I'm here also to teach the same thing that has been taught me. Why don't you clap for the Holy Spirit? You're clapping, you're clapping. I pray that your clapping brings you a blessing. Hallelujah. Very important. So some of you are so proud that when you get the opportunity to preach, you want to come up with your own revelation. You come and you say, I, today I'm blessed. I want to thank God that the bishop has traveled. Reverend Gabby is not there. And I want to share a powerful revelation that God gave me. And the title is Aaron's Beard. Where did you get that title from? I think we must be careful. And we must stop that rough there. Alright, so now let's go into the points. Alright, point number one. TMA, because and I have a limited time. When I do not pray, my life is directed by happenstance. So what is happenstance? Happenstance, you can't happenstance as it is saying. Happenstance is another word for chance. For circumstances. 
for good luck. Abi, for bad luck. Kweku, for good fortune. Conrad, for misfortune. I want people to know who are here. And somebody will say, hey, tell it the people are there. No, we are not that many. It's powerful. For misfortune. Quacks. What type of crowd to say my brother? Serendipity. And somebody will say serendipity. But it's not serendipity. Serendipity. And twists of fate. Unfortunately, chance, circumstances, good luck, bad luck, good fortune, misfortune, quirks are also governed by other factors. The so-called events of chance are actually governed by natural things and also by spiritual things. It's an event you will be your exam and I say bibia or show good luck. And tisakeke. It's the point I'm trying to establish here is that when you don't pray, because you see, prayer will allow God to come into the situation. In Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6, it says that seek the Lord whilst he may be found. Call on him while he's near. You see, if, if, if you don't let God come into the situation, now you're leaving the, the situation to good luck, bad luck. So something behind the scene can easily dictate for you. And that's what has been happening to those of you who are not praying with the prophet, not praying with the chairman, not praying with me, not praying by yourself. You realize that your problems are becoming more. In the natural, we know of many things that look like chance, but are actually not. Now, the point I'm trying to read here is that, you know, sometimes what we think is chance, it's not actually chance. People are behind it. So I'm looking at the natural factors behind things like chance. You see, for instance, I was once amazed to hear of an author who had been given a contract to write a best-selling book. I added, how do they know his book will be a bestseller? Then I found out that many best-selling books are designated as such even before they are written. I found out that many so-called best-selling books are not bestsellers but are presented as such to the public even before they are written. So how can, how can it be that before the book is written and people will see it, you are called the bestseller? Because you, people have an idea of what they will do. Obi Woha, Nasekradia is, is happening in most of the African countries. You know? Before you write your words, you know your exam. You know your results. You know that you get seven A's and one Q. <laughs> A lot of university students already know their grades before they finish school. Some publishers have even been known to buy back, listen to it all, some publishers have even been known to buy back thousands of copies of their own books that they have published so as to create the impression that the book is a bestseller. So after I have written a book and then I've called the bestseller, maybe I just release it so you see, one million books in the system, and then me now buy the book. And sometimes you can decide to buy the book at 50 persons. And then you say, oh, my, one million of my books are sold. Oh, money. 
a world and you are dealing with such people who are into craftiness and all that thing, you can easily be disappointed at God. Why is it not this? Why is it not that? But you have to pray. So when you pray, now you get God involved in the situation. To everyone's amazement, it comes out in the news once in a while that the winners of some soccer matches, cricket matches, are determined even before the matches play. What looks like a fluke is not a fluke at all. Many apparently lucky events are actually being orchestrated and implemented by unseen human forces. Hmm. Now, there are also spiritual factors that govern chance. So what I've been sharing with you is the natural factor where somebody actually gets involved and manipulates from the behind the scene. Now what about spiritual factors? If you don't pray, there are evil spirits that are also having the ability to influence things. Spiritual factors also govern what we call chance. In a famous story about the death of King Ahab in the Bible, we see how he died by an apparent stroke of bad luck. The king was fully disguised. Listen to the story for those who have not read it before. No one knew who he was. In spite of that, an which was shot out at random hit the king at a joint in the armor. What a stroke of coincidence that somebody would say. Indeed, but it was not really a stroke of coincidence. There had been a meeting in the spirit realm and an evil spirit had been commissioned, commissioned, commissioned. An evil spirit had been commissioned. They have taken a decision and they have assigned a particular evil spirit to come and talk to you. To frustrate you, to make you sad, to give you a sickness, to kill you in the next three days. And you are sitting there and you will pray. The prophet has been leading us with topics that I have not heard before. We are praying now into things concerning our ancestors and generations, fourth generation behind. That seems to be affecting us today. And you are sitting there, you are, you are not praying. I just don't get you. I don't understand you. Look, if you are in this council, I want everybody, not even one person, everybody. Your Tuesday, your Thursday, your Friday, your Saturday, plan that my pastors need me to pray. The other days you don't want to pray. And so, there had been a meeting in the spirit realm and an evil spirit had been commissioned to get Ahab to go to the battle where he would die. What was apparently a fluke was determined by a decision of evil spirits. In 1 Kings chapter 22 verse 19 to 23, Bible says, And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this manner and another said on that manner. And there came forth a spirit, you know, an evil spirit, and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Hmm. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. Now therefore, behold, the Lord had put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. And the Lord had spoken evil concerning thee. From verse 30 to 35, The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, 
I will enter the battle in disguise. But you wear your royal robes. You see, you see, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah, which is a small part of the whole of Israel. And Ahab was the king of the major part, that is the 11 tribes. So, Jehoshaphat was the king of one tribe, and Ahab was the king of the 11 tribes, which made up Israel. So, the king of Israel, which is Ahab, disguised himself and went into battle. Now, the king of Aram had ordered his 32 chariots commanders, do not fight with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. Look through and get the king of Israel. He is the one we are looking for. We are looking for the shepherd. Because if you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. And here is a case where the shepherd said, look, me, as we are going to this battle, I'm going to disguise myself. They they won't see me. But you see, in the realms of the spirit, a decision had been taken. Somebody had been assigned, an evil spirit has been assigned to look for this guy who says he's going to disguise himself. One umpire, it doesn't matter the exercise you do, it doesn't matter the food you eat, it doesn't matter the good bed you sleep on. If you will die, you will die. If you don't pray, it doesn't matter the nice car you are sitting in. That's why sometimes some people think that oh, I don't need God. I mean, Charlie, I'm blessed, I have money. It's the deception that is in the world. It's called the deceitfulness of riches. Sometimes you think that because you have everything, you won't die. Look, you can have everything. You can have a good doctor. You can have the good food you eat. You can have all the good drinks you drink. You can have all the protection you have. But listen, if God is not on your side, the devil who has been assigned against you will take you on. And by the time you realize you are gone out of this world. That's why we pray. That is why we pray. your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I will, I will pray. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, ah, surely this is the king of Israel. So they were about making a mistake. So they turned to attack him. But when Jehoshaphat cried out, the chariot commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel and stopped pursuing him. But someone, listen to this, so someone drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. His chariot drivers, you see, so the king who thought he had disguised himself somehow, coincidentally, by by that that's what I'm by happenstance. By happenstance for him, something was working. The thing located him somehow, and then boom, he was hit. Those who don't know that behind the story will say that ah, what a coincidence. But it was not a coincidence. It was a spiritual orchestration. Am I talking to somebody? So actually in reality, there's nothing like chance. There's nothing like, there's always something that is influencing what we call chance. Amen. The end of it is that the guy died. All day long the battle raged. The king was propped up in his chariot facing the Arameans. The blood from his wound ran onto the floor of the chariot. And that evening he died. Somebody say, oh... Say oh again. Say oh. That is what we will say when we hear that something bad has happened to you if you don't pray. Oh. When he was going to give birth, he lost his baby. Oh. He said he was going to Kumasi and he had an accident. Oh. He was eating wache and the wache choked him and he died. Oh. Instead of promotion, he was demoted. 
Oh. Even the way Reverend Gabby says oh before, it's like he can predict that the oh is coming. Oh. Yeah. He started a church. The church that should grow began to come down. Oh. Point number two. When I do not pray, can we say it together? Ready, go. When I do not pray, my life is governed by the major cases in this world. Hmm. The course of this world, listen to this very important, is determined largely by three cases. Three cases. The curse of Adam, the curse of Eve, and the curse of Ham. These are the three major players in, in, the, in the football field. Without them, without them, the, the match will not come on. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. I mean, other cases, we can just replace them. But these three guys, the curse of Adam, the curse of Eve, the curse of Ham, they must always play. You know, every match, there are some people who must play. Without which the team are not ready. Mm-hmm, that's how it is. The curse of Adam is a punishment on all men. The curse on Adam is a punishment on all men for Adam's disobedience. It ensures that men suffer and sweat in this life for prosperity and for their existence. What about the curse of Eve? The curse on Eve is a punishment on all women for Eve's disobedience. It also ensures that women are drawn helplessly to men, to every girl like boy, a boy. That's why daddy says that, look, girls like boys far more. I'm telling you, that's why you see a lady who is 72 years. When you are worried, worry. When our friend auntie, on your auntie. You see, you see, if if you don't, know, I'm telling the truth. As you are growing physically, you think people think you are growing, but in your mind, you are small. That's how everybody thinks. Even uh, look, I was watching the news yesterday at a point in the evening, and I saw some Jama people who were Jamaing. And there was this man who was leading the Jama. And one of the people in my house said, ah, But this man is too old to see Jama. And I said, No, he doesn't see himself as old. He sees him as Tale. I mean, some Jama boy who has gone to Katanga or Commonwealth. And it's like the thing is in his blood. Yeah. Because you see, as you are growing, you don't see it that way. So there are women, women who don't think that look they are growing. And it's the curse on women. That's why there are some ladies who are married, their husbands are beating them, but they still say, I love you. That is why a lady can commit suicide just because the man, the husband has gone to cheat. What to make you take your life just because of a man? That is why two ladies will be fighting and they tear their panties. And pull up their wigs just because of a man. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, mm, that is a curse. It ensures that 
Women are drawn helplessly to men and suffer through this inexorable attraction. It also ensures that women suffer through the act of marriage and having children. So a man is no, say ladies first, it's only two. So the chasing of men, and then the second thing is that when they are giving birth, it won't be easy for them. That is why you need to pray. Because you see, if you don't pray, this curse will work on you. If you don't pray, you, you, you'll be a lady who will be a prostitute. You'll chase guys beer. You'll be shocked that, ah, is it me? It is you. These days, there are even 12 years girls who have started misbehaving. What to make, when you go on Facebook, you see a lot of girls that are taking pictures, supposing and doing all those funny, funny things. You don't see that much about boys. But why is it that they are showing their body? Are, every nice movie, there must be a girl who come and show something. It is a curse that is making them behave that way. And then the thing is that when you also get pregnant, God, at first the plan was to have been, look, if you get pregnant and it is time, you just do pro and then the baby comes. You do what? Pro. But now, after the curse, God said, look, there will not be a pro. You, you have to. Ah! <laughs> yes. That is, that is the punishment for women. So if you see, if you don't pray, that would even, before you even get to your last trimester, you'll be having some severe pains and you wonder where is it coming from? It is associated to that case. Yeah. That's why a lot of ladies, when they go through just one child, say, look, I, I've, I've finished. And, and that's why when you pray, God can direct you and then guide you. So am I talking to God's people? And the last case is the case on Ham, which is a punishment on Ham. Who was Ham? Ham was one of the sons of Noah. Actually, the last son, the dark son of Noah. This punishment explains the difficult conditions under which black people struggle all over the world. It is a case that is played out in every continent of this world. And you know me here. A tuntun for yeah blacks no but be able to be able to black or Australia. A black man in Australia is suffering as against the white man. Somehow, somehow, it it is a case that is played in every continent on this world. Black people everywhere have the lowest levels of of wealth, of health, of education, and standards of living. Of wealth, of health, of education, standard of living. Black. It can be the only explanation for the state of the black man in every part of the world. When you do not intercede, your life will follow a stereotype pattern determined by these cases. And so through prayer and intercession, you receive wisdom. A large part of your prayer must be for wisdom. Can I have an amen? amen. You see, what I'm saying is very important too. If you like, don't pray. And you see, if you notice, the prophet's prayer topics that he leads us solves all these things. It addresses all these things. He makes us pray for humility because there's pride amongst us. He makes us pray for wisdom because we, most of us are fools. We don't think correct. Prayer, it does a lot. And those who don't pray, they live to regret. Curses are defeated. And minimize through your prayers for wisdom. Can I have an amen? amen? 
Wisdom will be given to you to navigate a different and better course of life. May that be your portion. When you get wisdom, riches, honor, length of days and many blessings also arrive in your life and overrule the effects of the curse on man. And so prayer, especially for wisdom, will greatly change the course of a person's life and deliver him from the curses that are directing and governing the masses. So without prayer, you will fall into the patterns that all men, all women and all black people experience. I declare and decree that because you are praying, may these curses be overcome. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. Amen. What was point number three? Can we say it together? When I do not pray, my life in this world will be governed purely by the God or controller of this world. Can we say it together again? Point number three. I want to see it. Ready? Go. When I do not pray, my life in this world will be governed purely by the God or controller of this world. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. In the Bible, Satan is called the God of this world. Bible says that in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The God of this world is the ruler and governor of the events and circumstances in the world. The God of this world, you see, you see, I want to say this, the God, under normal circumstances, you see, you should have been the God of this world. God of this world. Psalm 82, verse 5. But you see, when Adam sinned, there was an exchange. When Adam sinned by listening to the devil, he actually exchanged his, 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 his right, his birthright with the devil. So Satan took over and Satan became what man should be. In Psalm 82 verse 5, Bible says that they know not Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Next verse, verse 6. And he says that, I have said, ye are gods. So he's talking to God's people. And he said that, God says that, I have said, ye are gods, or you are God. Take note, he used a small gene. That means that you are a god. You are, you are made in his image. You are supposed to exercise dominion, authority on this earth. And he says that, and all of you, he's talking to God's children, are children of the Most High. Next verse, verse 7. And he says that, but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Why? Because you lack the knowledge. And it is that lack of knowledge that made Adam give his right as the God of this world to Satan. So Satan is now the God of this world. And you are dealing with somebody who has played a game with your ancestral father. And then got him what belongs to you. And you are not praying. You are, you are sick. You are having a place, something. And it can only be the deception of the devil. Not to let you pray because when you pray you disturb him. The God of this world is the ruler and governor of the events and circumstances in the world. The God of this world, Satan, is therefore directing the affairs of this world. Even though God is the creator of the whole world, there is a sense in which Satan is controlling and guiding the affairs in our world. It is easy to see that Satan is the God of this world because he directs this world into the wars. He directs this world into conflicts and the many countless sorrows and tragedies of humanity. It is because Satan has great influence and control in this world that he offered Jesus the kingdoms of the world in the temptation. 
That is the reason why it was a temptation because Satan actually had the kingdoms of this world under his control. He was offering them to Jesus. If Jesus would bow down. When you do not pray, you do not call on God to intervene in the life you are leading in this earth. One mumpire. I don't need you. I can handle things by myself. And that makes life very difficult. Because Satan, you know, Satan, he's a spirit. And as we are in this world, the whole world is so dark because, because he's in charge, he has, in the realms of the spirit, he has, he's, he's a dark being. He has become a dark being because what made him light up had been taken from him. When you read Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, it talks about how Satan was the brightness that the Lord had created him. But you see, when he sinned and he fell, that light was taken out of him. So he's dark. So he, his, his, his darkness now comes forth on the world. So as we are walking in this world, we are actually trying to grapple and then move through this dark world. I say, And so, if you don't call on the God who is outside this environment, because God is in heaven, and Satan is controlling the below the heavens. If you don't call on God to shine his light over you, and that's why God expects us to call on him. And when we call on him, anyone who calls on God, he say, God, I am in darkness. Ah. And then you see, when you're fighting with Satan, who is who can flow in darkness, but you can't see him. He will kick you. And as he's coming, you can't see him. So you are there, and then Satan will say, boom. <laughs> and then you're also trying to hit. So you're trying to hit, you're beating the air. <laughs> and then, then when you're beating, he has gone to your back and comes to hit you. Boom. <laughs> Then you turn, and then, and then you're trying to hit, and then he comes in, and then he so that's what is happening when you don't pray. Satan is kicking you left, right, center, up, down, and God is out there saying, "Oh my son, have you watched wrestling before? You know when you are wrestling and you have your partner out there, and you, the opponent is beating you, and then you just your partner is saying, ah, just give me the hand, just give me the hand, and then it's like the, if if you can only." And then you touch your pastor. Your pastor will come in and then begin to fight for you. That's how it is. When you call on God, God steps into the wrestling hand and he takes over your devil. Anytime the prophet has led us to pray, I finish and say, Lord, thank you so much for prophet. Because he has actually helped us to get God to come and help us. Point number four. Let me jump. Can we read it together? Ready, go. When I do not pray, I do not intervene or modify events that take place in the spirit realm. Wow. Spiritual beings and spiritual events cause things to take place in the natural. In the book of Revelation, you will see how seals were opened. Trumpets were blown. Bowls were emptied onto the earth. Each seal that was opened and each trumpet that was blown triggered events on earth. When you pray, you enter the spirit realm and affect what is going on there. He that speaks in an unknown tongue, Bible says, speaketh not unto men, but in the spirit or in the spirit realm, he speaks mysteries. Then that's what Abla was singing to us. You know, we 
In other words, prayer is operating in the spirit realm. So in other words, when you're praying, especially in the spirit, praying in tongues, you're actually operating in the spirit realm. And you know, I've entered into a realm where Satan is. And then now, what I'm saying, the Holy Ghost uses it. So it maybe it's just a sword. So he's just sorting out the devil for you. So if you don't pray, there's no sword that the Holy Ghost can use on your behalf. Hmm? That's why the more you pray, as we are praying in tongues, the easier things are and become for you. Can I have a nice amen? Read it for yourself and you will see how the removal of spiritual seals in the spirit realm triggered off the major events in our physical world. There were types of horses. White, black, red and pale horses began cantering in the spirit bringing about major changes on earth. Every time you pray, you are doing something spiritual. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, every time we pray, we are doing something spiritual. Yeah. When you pray, you are interrupting spiritual events and affecting what happens in the spirit realm. Amen? Amen. How many will make a promise today that from today you are going to be praying? Yeah. That's why you must thank God for your bishops. Thank God for the prophet who leads us on Tuesdays and on Fridays. Thank God for our chairman who leads us on Thursdays. Powerful prayer topics. Oh my God. And have my notes. And thank God for the council bishop, myself, and the prayer topics I'm leading you to pray. If you, if you are involved with each of them, you realize that it's taking you somewhere. And the last point. When I do not pray, what happens? My life is governed by the wickedness of men. First hmm. John chapter 5 verse 19. I'm just ending with this. First John 5 19. Bible says that, and we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. The evil planted in man is growing. The will of man is not the will of God. Mm-hmm. The will of man is not the will of God. The will of man is often the will of Satan. The, the whole world lieth in wickedness. Your life cannot be governed by the wickedness of men. Would you allow it? No. Evil is multiplying and the depravity of men is becoming more pronounced. Anyone who is successful is envied by those around him. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 4 Bible says that again I considered all travail and every right work that for this a man is envied of his neighbor and this is also vanity and vexation of spirit. This unfortunate state of the human heart gives rise to the terrible evils of our will. No matter how much good you do men will hate you will envy you and will dislike you. And that will be your reward for all your contributions to society. It is only when you are dead and gone that statues will be built in your honor. Is it not sad? This is one of the important reasons why prayer must go up on your behalf. The wickedness of humanity can overwhelm you and overpower your life. What did Jesus Christ encounter when he came into this world? Human jealousy. That's what he encountered. Human jealousy. 
he encountered fears, wickedness, betrayals, and conflicts. These human characteristics have taken over and determined the course of events in this world. The world is very some way. Yeah. When my mother was about to die, one of the pain that she had was she has been so good to a lot of people but they have paid her back with evil. And she was lamenting. I remember I would tell Mama, don't lament because when you get to heaven, your rewards are awaiting you. She was always in lament. It's like, hey, she took care of this one, she took care of this one, she took care of this one, she still, and it's like for her reward was betrayals, pain, wickedness, and that's how life is. I have seen some myself. Plenty, plenty. But it doesn't help. I have chosen to still do good. Through a teaching my prophet taught one day. Yeah. People will pay you with evil, but keep doing good. Hmm. Hmm. This is why Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Can you imagine Jesus has come to heal people and then they are saying crucify him. There were many forces that were working to drive him to his death before it was his time. The Pharisees envied him. Many Jews hated him. The Romans despised him. The soldiers desired his money. I'm listing all these things. So Judas was greedy and disloyal. The executioners, are you, are you listening to me? Let me read it again. It is a list of wicked things that happened to our Savior Jesus. The Pharisees envied him. You will be envied. People are not happy with your blessing. The Pharisees, they were all pastors. They envied Jesus. Many Jews hated him. That's why you must use wisdom. As God, as you pray, God will guide you on some things you have to say and some things you don't have to say. Some of you, your life is too open to the world. Satan would easily get you through his agents. Some people are smiling with you, but they have an agenda. Many Jews hated him. The Romans despised him. You'll be despised. The soldiers desired his money. Some people wish they have what you have. Hmm. Judas was greedy and disloyal. 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 Recently I saw one of um, our pastors who was writing a lot of things on Facebook and all that against, you could clearly see that he's saying things against our father. I said, look at this disloyalty. This cannot be God. This cannot be God. It cannot be God. It's Absalomic fully. And that's how the world is. Somebody that you may have helped, you may have even paid things for, you had even caught defending and all that. One day, turns back against you. If you like, don't pray. I can imagine if our prophet does not pray, and some of us we don't pray, the people. 
people whom we think should have rather been there for us, they would have hung us and killed us a long time ago. If you like, don't pray. You are working in a bank and you are not praying. Do you know people want to eliminate you? The wickedness of men, brother. Life is not smooth, though. There are people who are taking our agenda. <laughs> the, the executioners were full of wickedness and had no feeling. Pontius Pilate. And, and you see, the sad thing is that sometimes even your own blood brother or blood sisters can be like that. Look at what happened in Liberia. Look at what happened in Sierra Leone. Brothers were cutting their own brother's hands. What had happened? It can't be the devil. If you like, don't pray. I knew two brothers. One guy, one of them who was in our church, one of the churches I pastored, one day came to tell me, he said, I want to share something that is disturbing me. What is it? He said, my, my big brother wants to harm me. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, we are only two. Only two brothers. And I seem to have been succeeding. And my big brother drives a public transport. Life didn't really go the way and he has sought to harm me. And one or two, something, something, something. Then my big brother said, Look, when I die, don't come for my funeral. I said, Oh. And I had to give him a very nice advice how to forgive and then try and. So it doesn't also affect him because he was gradually getting to a point where tit for tat. Pontius Pilate wanted political power. The wife of Pontius Pilate was full of fears. A lot of ladies are full of fears. In short, there are many strong forces raging and influencing events. The strongest of these forces will carry the day. But the life of Jesus was too important to be governed by the hatred, by jealousies, by fears and ambitions of evil men. The life and ministry of Jesus who prayed in his lifetime will be governed by God and not by human nature. And that's why Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane for so many years. So many years. Three years, three and a half years. He will be there. Sometimes praying for hours. Three hours. Seven hours. Ten hours. The prayer that he prayed just before he died was the three hour prayer that he went to the disciples and said, look, Matthew chapter 26, I am going further. He prayed that the will of God would be done. His trial could have gone in many different directions. It is possible that all those healed by Jesus would have come to testify that he was a good person. The centurion whose servant was healed could have shown up at the trial and turned the tide of events. The masses could have been offended and afraid of Pilate washing his hands on them. In closing, the crowds could have rejected the release of Barabbas and requested for the release of Christ. Reverend Gabi, if Jesus had not prayed, 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 if Jesus had not prayed, this is what would have happened. Satan would have played a game and said, look, why don't you, Satan would have sent someone and said, why don't you change your mind, Judas? Go and beg. And Judas would have gone and said, Jesus, I beg you. This is the mind that I have. I want to go and bring this book, but I realize that I have to. But you see, it was necessary that Judas go and then lie about Jesus. So that through that, Jesus would go to the cross. What I'm saying is that when you don't pray, some things that are even supposed to be happening to you will not happen because you have not prayed. It may even be good. It may even be bad. Sometimes there are some things that are bad that should happen to you. And if you pray, God will allow it to happen because it is supposed to help you to understand how the world must go. 
But if you don't pray, everything will be going on smoothly. And you think that, hey, I am blessed, so I am blessed, so. But there's something that is coming that your so-called blessings is going to affect tomorrow. Some of the bad things that have happened to you, it was because you prayed about it. Brother, sister, let me tell you, take a decision today that I'm going to improve in my prayer life. My, my Sunday, my Monday, my Wednesday, I am going to pray by myself, alone. And then my Tuesday, my Thursday, my Friday, and my Saturday, I'm going to allow my bishops, my pastors to lead me in our corporate prayer. And I believe that God will deliver you from all these strange things that is happening. Stand to your feet wherever you are. So you can announce what for. Lift up your hands and pray that God help me. There's something called the spirit of prayer. Pray for it now. That God will give you the spirit of prayer. The spirit of prayer. It's called the burden of Duma. The burden. The burden to pray. Lift up your voice and pray for the spirit of prayer. Can I have everybody lift up your voice? In the name of Jesus, just for a minute. Lord, let the spirit of prayer come upon me. Let the spirit of prayer come upon me. Let the spirit of prayer come upon me. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for those that are in this powerful powerful council Lord the Nyanyano Kakraba council I pray for everyone in the branches I pray for everyone in the regions may they have the spirit of prayer from today may we have a desire we will even wake up at 2.33 just to wait for our prophet my God my God we will enjoy the prayer we will enjoy the prayer may our prayer life change may our relationship with you become stronger Oh yes. Every eye closed. If you were listening or watching and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, my brother, my sister, I want you to know that God loves you. This is the time that you can take that decision. In Romans chapter 8, verse 9, it says that anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ is none of his. That's what brings the difference. You may be going to church, but you don't have the Spirit of Christ. You may be going to church, but you don't have the Spirit of Christ. You want to say, Pastor, today I want to accept Jesus so I can have the Spirit of Christ. Say this after me. And I want the whole church everywhere to join. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. I confess you. I confess you. As my Savior and my Lord. Please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. And be the Lord of my life. And be the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus. Please write my name. In the book of life. From today. I am born again. I will serve you. All the days of my life. Thank you Father. For receiving me. Now say this after me. Satan. From today, I will no longer serve you. I will no longer follow you. Jesus has set me free. Jesus has set me free. And I'm free indeed. And I'm free indeed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hearing my prayer. Hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There are going to be some numbers on the screen. I want you to call any of those numbers. And I believe that when you call them, you will be speaking to a pastor who will show you what to do. We want you to come and join us. And we believe that we will be able to pastor you. Look, it doesn't matter if you are not in where we are geographically. We can still pastor you from where you are. You see, we have what we call the F Church. 
And so we can have your number and then connect you and then be able to share many things with you that will help you to grow spiritually. May the Lord bless you. Clap your hands wherever you are. Clap your hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to take communion. We just have some few minutes very quick. Oh Jesus. Brothers, sisters, we, we are one. Gently. And our lives are just begun. Get your communion at home. In the spirit, we are one. And we'll live forever. Sing it. Sons of God. Get your communion. Yes, holy word. Gather around. happen to us. Yes. You know, this is bread. But as believers, sorry, we are called believers, we believe. Jesus said, when you take this bread and you pray over it, you are eating his body. And so this bread is going to turn to be body, the body of Jesus. As we eat it, we are eating the body of Jesus. Whatever cannot happen to Jesus cannot happen to you. I didn't hear your amen at home. Are you understanding me? The body of Jesus practically enters into us. You see, whatever you eat has a way of affecting you. When you eat a spalt meat, it can affect you. Is it not so? You run. So what you eat affects you. Believe that this is the body of Jesus. So as you eat it, it's entering to your body to affect some things in your body. If it's a good thing, it's, it helps your body to do well. If it is bad, it also affects your body. Now this is good. So lift it up and say the body of Jesus. Eat it. And please take the wine. The same night after he had broken his body and said, this is my body, eat in remembrance of me. He also said, he took up the cup and he said, this is my blood. The blood of the New Testament, the blood of the New Covenant poured out for you. And he said, drink in remembrance of me. You know, Paul had a revelation about the blood. He said that anytime you take the communion, you're taking the wine, you're actually drinking the cup of blessing. The cup of blessing means that it is full of blessing. So today as we take this wine, my prayer and begin to think about it now, my prayer is that you are drinking a lot of blessing. 
One of the blessings is that the blood will cover you. The blood will speak for you. The blood will deliver you. When the enemy of destruction comes and he sees the blood, he will pass over you. Lift it up, lift it up and say, the blood of Jesus. And say the cup of blessing and drink it. Let us pray in your homes. Everybody just close your eyes and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful communion established by our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ for us. And still powerful today as we take the communion, we see ourselves delivered from evil day after day. I declare and decree that by this communion your people have taken, may they go through this week. Journey with them, preserve their lives, protect them, and may be well with them. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people, please say amen. amen. Please take your seat in your home, wherever, in the studio. I want us to give our special offering today. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273 240 440 Stay blessed. Live like you.